0: It is me, Asante. It is. What time is it right now? It's 7:05 on Monday, June 28th, and I'm deciding that it's time for me to actually start recording a podcast for you all. Um, I'm recording on a really nice mic, if that makes you feel any better. Um, so I've got, like, you know, I've got the stuff to do the thing. You know how it goes. Uh, that's not the point, however. Um. I want to talk, because I've got a lot of stuff going on in my brain right now, and I decided that this might actually be the best outlet to do so. I would do YouTube videos. That being said, I don't have a really good setup in the current place that I'm living to do YouTube videos, so, yeah. Anyways, welcome to With Love, Asante. If you don't know, now you know. Let's talk. What are we talking about today? Something that I have been thinking about talking about for a bit now, and that is media and their portrayals of men why because i've been watching lots of criminal minds and i'm mildly obsessed with matthew gray goobler and i think that that's a problem but you know i'm here to talk about it is this what i'm using to um suffice while i'm not in therapy maybe so that's okay though it's healthy Benefits the economy hurts no one <laughs> LOL. Anyways, so let's get into it. I have been watching Criminal Minds for the past probably two weeks, binging it, right? And basically, the way that I watch Criminal Minds is I watch it in the order of seasons where I find Spencer Reed the most attractive. So currently, I watched all the ones when he had like shortish hair, and he had his really long hair in season five, which was okay, but it was kind of stringy, and now I'm on to season seven, and in season seven, Matthew Grey Kubler, Spencer Reed, has like, you know, it's like shaved on the sides, it's kind of curly, it's very youthful, very youthful. But the reason that i'm thinking about this and the reason that i'm talking about this is to segue into a realization that i made a little bit ago about this concept that we have about the sexualization over sexualization and objectification that we have of women and the way that that looks in the way of which men are hypersexualized and i came to the realization that for the most part it is nearly impossible To objectify a cis-het-white man. Now, remember here, I'm talking specifically cis-het-white man. This doesn't go for gay, white men, men that... Boys under the age of 18. I would even say up to 22, because you know how they act with these kids on TikTok. But when you really think about it, is it possible to hyper you can hypersexualize a man for sure. Think of the way like we think the Chris Evans is of the world, the Matthew Gray Gubler's of the world, Harry Styles, um Tom Holland, Tom Hiddleston, you know, these men are very hypersexualized. But is it possible to objectify a hat white man in the way that we are able to objectify literally any other combination of people. In my opinion, the answer is no because look at it this way if we if we look at the spaces where men are like the most like hi- sexual hypersexualized versions of themselves hat white men being attractive as a cishet white man never has any actual negative connotations like sure as a cishet white man they might not like when a certain type of person hits on them because they might not like this type of person because they're weirdos right but being attractive never comes with this question of are they attractive to are they attracted to me based on one certain aspect of my identity. They're just attractive. Their default is that there is no negative connotation to being attractive. Unlike, right, I'm a black bisexual woman and sometimes the question is oh my gosh is he attracted to me because I'm black and he's trying to like get his chocolate queen or is it because I'm bi and he thinks that for some reason that means I would want to have a threesome right like or even think you know cis gay white men you can in fact objectify A gay man especially if they're a man of color but even white gay men can be objectified and over-sexualized in some way and I think looking at that it made it was like kind of like a profound realization because it made me feel a little better about the ways in which I looked at (laughs) these men that are you know characters right you've got the Spencer Reed's and people are like don't over sexualize him and i'm like but like matthew gray goobler literally cannot be objectified the reason that people like him is because he's goofy and kind of odd and earnest and kind and because of that they find him attractive right there's no objectification literally the same thing with tom hiddleston i saw a tiktok and someone was talking about how i guess you know the spandex suits get kind of tight and someone was like oh my gosh they didn't blur it out in the loki show and someone was like stop objectifying him don't zoom into it and it's like why are they objectifying him or were they just pointing out the fact that he has a moose knuckle like that's such an insane thing to me but that also leads into the fact that, right, the reasons why we gravitate towards the men that we do, especially the ones that are famous, and is because of the way we humanize them. That is the reason why people like Chris Evans and Tom Hiddleston and the man who plays Bucky Barnes and Matthew Greg Gubler that is the reason why they're so popular because they are so humanized to the point that women that find them attractive find them attractive because of their human qualities not because they're men and I think it is a really profound thing to realize in the ways in which attraction the way that we are socialized to find men attractive And, like, the thing about it is that I don't think, I don't want people to take this as me being like, men can't be objectified. Men can be objectified. But the point is, is that so much of the time, we as women, when it comes to our attraction towards men, we humanize the men that we're attracted to so much that when we are just, you know viscerally attracted to a man or a character without caring about who they are or like their mom's like middle name that that is us like doing too much and it's really not it's just not and you know what is there something wrong with me just wanting to watch criminal minds because i think spencer reed is cute actually no there isn't there isn't like there's lots of talk nowadays online about the male gaze versus the female gaze and the reasons why women find men attractive and that honestly bleeds into the ways in which obviously we deal with men and the way that we date them and the way that we choose the men that we date and blah 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 and And though it, 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 it's interesting to me, because in this sort of way, there's this keen realization that men don't understand why women find certain things attractive. Right? Because in your head, theoretically, looking at criminal minds, for example, Obviously, the man that you're supposed to be looking at is Shamar Moore, Derek Morgan, who admittedly is a very fine specimen of human being, but he is not the most sought after character on Criminal Minds. It's Spencer Reed, Matthew Gray Gubler, And I would say even in real life, right, I have no idea what Shamar Moore does in his day to day but I can tell you that I have looked at the other movies that Matthew Gray Goobler has been in because I like him and his portrayal of Spencer Reed and same thing for him and characters like Loki and characters like you know Stiles Stilinski on um, Teen Wolf right and even to a certain point why in like things like Gossip Girl people like Dan dan humphrey why he is an attractive character and it is because men do not understand the ways in which women look at potential like people and not even that because i would say that for the most part right even if someone finds the spencer reeds of the world the most attractive are they going to date the spencer reeds of the world most likely not but that there there are certain aspects of male characters that they create that have been created and there's a trope of male characters that are well loved by women and men don't understand why right why are you looking at the skinny geek when like you know the 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 hot man is over there right but it's because there are so many other things that women are meant to look at that we are taught to look at and the ways in which we are meant and taught to humanize the men in our lives where men are not taught to humanize the women in their lives when it comes to being attracted to them right there are so many instances where in dating men will say that the woman that they went on their that the woman that they ended up marrying right that they are are so in love with so compatible with they didn't think that they would like her because she didn't look exactly how they thought that they wanted to date someone looked but for women all the time they're just like i he doesn't look like my type and that's okay that's not a problem and it's just really interesting to look at the ways in which we're socialized in, the, in a heteronormative way, right? And to the, into looking at the people that we're dating and to the attraction that we feel and how women are actually, we're almost shamed into not just being sexually attracted to people, whether it be man or woman. I know personally as a bisexual woman, I still feel like I'm doing something wrong when I look at a woman and I'm like, I'm viscerally attracted to her. Or when I'm looking at a man, I'm like, oh my gosh, am I like objectifying him by thinking, wow, I like da 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 da? And it's like, no, you're actually not. Because you're still, they're still human, you know? It's just really interesting. And now that we're here, we're going to talk about it. I'm going to let y'all know I have ADHD. I don't write things down. I have absolutely no idea what I'm going to talk about in the next five minutes or what I talked about five minutes ago. So because of that, this might sometimes be just a stream of consciousness moment and you're just going to have to be okay with that. I'm so sorry. This is, it, it's just really nice for me to be able to talk and get things out, um, my brain is full of things, and sometimes you just need to talk, you know? That being said, while we're on the topic of like attraction and blah 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 and men and women and heteronormativity, ugh, um, My best friend and I, because I was sitting here and I was like, I don't want to date right now, I'm, <sighs> I am purposefully and on my own i've made the decision to be celibate and i'm not dealing with men or women um but during that time i was talking about like we were just talking about the fact that like i have dated so many men and they're all sort of my type but like who is my like ultimate type you know what is your 10 so that you can figure out like what your like zeros and ones and twos are and it was so interesting in the realization that like Honestly, when it comes to looks, I've got like, obviously, my like, if I could like build a man, or build a woman, I know how they would look. But when it comes, to, but like, that's so more up in the wind than personality. And when I, the reason why I'm talking about this is because one of the things I put in the personality thing that I needed was I need someone that was assertive. Um, and I'm realizing why I have ADHD yes I have ADHD I have anxiety and sometimes I get so far deep into my own head like so deep and not only that but I hyperfixate on things and I overanalyze things I'm also a hypochondriac so things can get really bad for me really quickly and I realized the reason why I said assertive is because not necessarily need someone that's assertive or dominant, because I promise you, if you are a man trying to tell me what to do, I'll fight you, and then I'll kick you to the curb so quickly, but that's not the point. The point is, is that I need someone who is more grounded mentally than I am. Someone who is actually able to, like, be like, hey, chill, you're okay, you're fine, breathe. Not because I can't do it for myself, I can but because sometimes it's nice to hear someone else say hey snap out of it it's like sometimes when you're talking to your best friend and you're just like i just need you to tell me that this is a bad idea because i know it's a bad idea but i need someone outside of me to tell me it's a bad idea so that like it fully cements that it's a bad idea and so that's what I realized is that's what I mean by, like, I need someone in my life that's assertive. Not necessarily I need someone that, like, wants to make all the decisions, although that would make me really happy. I would also like someone that will drive the car instead of me because I don't like driving. But I realized that that is what I meant. And it's interesting learning the ways in which your mental health and the the, the diagnoses that you may or may not have influence the ways in which the things you need In a relationship, right? I also forgot to say that I have autism. Ugh. All the things. Um, and so, me saying that I need somebody that is patient, isn't me saying that I need someone that's, like, you know, patient for the sake of being patient. I need some, like, if I'm gonna date somebody, I need someone that's literally going to be okay with just sitting and letting me figure it out. Um, isn't that something? The brain, it's amazing. I am really happy right now not dating I can be completely honest um sometimes I do miss physical like I love hugs and like being around somebody and just enjoying their space I do miss that but right now I do need to like figure my not just figure myself out but honestly like I like being alone and being able to prioritize myself I was in a relationship then I broke up with him. I got, I dated another dude for a little bit. Uh, that didn't work out because I did not like listening to him talk. Didn't like listening to him talk. Sex was great though. And then I started dating this other dude in January. And literally he was absolutely everything. Perfect. The perfect guy for me. And I just wanted to not be so committed and i didn't want to be with someone who wanted to like get married and have kids in the next five years because i can promise you i'm not having nobody's children no time soon okay shops open between 27 and 30 once that shop is closed i will be adopting period and a story but like you know i'm about to start grad school i'm about to work like an actual job trying to get my life together and you know so much of the time too i'm seeing all of these videos about and women talking about how they're like you should enjoy being single and unattached at 20 in your 20s because i think we think that our 20s are supposed to be the time where we like cement the rest of our lives which makes us no sense when you really think about it like i'm 21 turning 22 and i genuinely think i'm still 16 but that is neither here nor there point is is that dating isn't really a big part of my life right now and I'm okay with that also is because I refuse to settle and I also don't want to I'm not trying to change anybody and I'm not trying to be anybody's mother so if that's the case that means that I kind of just need to like chill out until someone comes around that's just like hey I tick all the boxes woo doesn't mean that they're gonna tick like every single box but like you know not everybody of Spencer Reed so I guess on a real tip though Spencer Reed actually I don't think would be genuinely dateable the way that he ta- the way that he's like so like analytical I would want to fight him um, however he's funny and he's got nice hair and he's cute and you know maybe that's enough maybe that's enough Hey everybody, Uh, thank you so much for listening to my first podcast that had absolutely no (laughs) nothing to do with anything, um, but I'm just excited about the concept of being able to have a a space for myself to kind of just babble and talk about things that I find important and stuff, so, uh... If you like it, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day, and I will talk to you next time with love. Asante.